The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today. The following show contains adult content. It's not our intent to offend anyone, but we want to inform you that if you are a child under the age of 18 or get offended easily, this next show may not be for you. The content, opinions, and subject matter of these shows are solely the choice of your show hosts and their guests, and not those of the Entertainment Network or any affiliated stations. Any comments or inquiries should be directed to those show hosts. Thank you for listening. Gosh, that was hilarious. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Jimmy Star Show with Ron Russell, bringing you the good times in music, fashion, pop culture, and entertainment. We have a fabulous show for you guys today. We're going to have Jesse Carmichael from Maroon 5 coming on. Then we're going to have Sean Kanan and Jill Lieberman coming on, talking about their new book, Success Factor X. It's going to be a fabulous show. We're going to have a great time. Before we get started, let's say hi to everybody, starting off with my cool, outrageous man about town co-host, Mr. Ron Russell. I just ate an Oreo cookie, and Oreo cookies, the cream and the chocolate sticks to your teeth. Watch. Uh, looks like my teeth fell out, or rotted teeth. i got to clean my teeth now. Hang on a minute. And these aren't just any Oreos. They're doubles. These No, they're not doubles. They're mega stuff, which mega. means they have more than double stuff, because like, right, that's not, my they're favorite. They're not our sponsor, so screw them. <laughs> anyway, it's like it brought to mind first dates. There are certain things you don't eat on the first date. Salad. You always get a piece of salad stuck on your tooth when you smile. You know, the date looks at you wants to vomit. So you got to be careful about foods. Do not eat pizza on the first date because that's grease running down your chin. Do not eat, seriously, do not eat anything that's soupy, sloppy, or wet. Keep the dry food. Uh, spaghetti is a no-no because most people don't know how to eat it, and it goes all over their nose, their nostrils, their chins, their ears, all over. So food is very important on the first date. Eat dry stuff, right? Now that brings me to hold on, my, hold on. we got to introduce everybody. You're not supposed to. Who go are we your introducing? Our, our team. So we want to say hi to our oh. team in our chat room. Starting off with Scott from Rock Titan TV, who's in Pennsylvania. Hey, Scott, what's up? Yo, guys, what's going on? 
Everything is fantastic. A show, a show I hope. <laughs> there we go. And then we've got Danielle oh at the W4CY studios in West Palm Beach. Hey, Danielle. Hello, hello, hello. Oh, my God. Was that good? What, what, what do you eat on a first date? Don't say the guy. What do you eat, what do you eat <laughs> I mean, on your first date? I mean, isn't that the guy's job? I'm not supposed to eat him. It's the other way around. <laughs> <laughs> You're such a little piggy. A piggy wiggy girl. But anyway, later we're going to talk about your having sex with this cop. We want to know more about that room. Then we got people in the chat room. What's up, B? Claudia in Germany. Michaela Singleton is in the chat room. I don't know who else is there because I don't see it going by. But hello, everybody. Thanks so much for tuning in. And um, Ron's drinking something. And the weather is fabulous in Florida. And now you can talk about what else not to eat. You're in California. Oh, that's right. The weather's senile, fabulous in California, senile, too. <laughs> senile old bitch. The weather's He's a senile old bitch. Oh, my gosh. I married a man much, much older than I. They say we're looking good, though, in the yeah. chat room, that we look good. You're right. I'm old. What do you think of my hair? Jimmy loves it, and here's how I comb it. Look. I do that. I look like I just got electrocuted or the wild man from Borneo. But anyway, I kind of like it. It's it's current. It's fun. Don't Long do that, hair is Ron. back. So all of you guys out there, shave your beards and grow your <gasps> hair because the baldy look and the sh- the beard is O U T. No, or- do not shave that beard. I'm not shaving mine. No, mine looks uh, great. G- I've had mine no. before, everybody. G- GQ and magazines in Europe, France, Italy, and Greece and Spain, they're all dictating long hair. And the guys in Europe now are getting this, it's called bedhead, you know, sloppy, wild hair that looks like you never combed it because it's very sexy. You know, when you're I young and gorgeous, anything looks it. good. When you're old like me, I look like I escaped no, you from, don't. from a nursing lo- home. You look fabulous. Don't put your ha- hands through your hair again. Give me a lady bone. I can't deal. <laughs> You're such a putana. I love it. <laughs> I think it's fabulous. But seriously, uh, we have, uh, I have to give you a tip. We have a dear, 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 super dear friend coming on today, Sean, Sean Kanan. So the conversation can be very friendly and very um, personal. Because Sean's wife, Michelle, who I'm nuts about, uh, the best people in the world. We'll talk about it when he's on the show. Absolutely. And I want to give a, sh- a special shout out, you guys. So, like, I'm working on ways to promote the show in my PR company, World Star PR. And I have had the, the most awesome EPK made for me by B. Claudia in Germany. And her company is called The Elf's Lab. You can follow at The Elf's Lab. Wait till you guys see it when it gets start blasting around everywhere. She is probably one of the most genius website builders. Uh, EPK, which stands for Electronic Press Kit Makers. Uh, everybody needs it. It's fabulous. So I just want to give a public thank you to her because everything that she's been working on for me lately has been fantastic. She's literally a genius. So everybody follow her, the Elf's Lab, on Twitter. To simplify what Jimmy's doing now with uh, Jimmy's World, what is it called? The World of Jimmy Star. Oh, no, no. World, world Star PR. World, world Star PR. Here's how I simplify it. You have money in your pocket. You go to a Chinese restaurant. You eat Chinese food and you give the man your money. No big deal. You go to a diner, you can order anything you want. The menu's got tons and tons of bullets with all kinds of things you can eat. And you select the thing that you want to eat. You eat it and give the money. 
Well, that's what Jimmy Starr's World PR is all about. You don't have to just hire PR. You can go in because you want to be in a movie, you want to be on stage, you want to sing somewhere, or you need advice, or you blah, 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 blah. The menu is gigantic. And you buy as you go along. You don't have to buy necessarily one price. But if you do give one price, you get all of it. So it's a fabulous deal for everybody out there who's trying to break into the business. Because I know years ago when I was a kid of 19, it was very difficult to get in movies, especially when you were so ethnic looking like myself, jet black hair, you know, very Italian looking. They they wanted me to play Spanish or whatever. You know, it was terrible. Nowadays, it's open. It's an open door for everybody. And Jimmy and Eileen Shapiro can help you to get there. Absolutely. We'll and start. Wait a We're not finished. And you pay for what you want. It's selective. You don't have to pay for stuff that you don't give a shit about. It's just the stuff that you want, you pay for. It's the best deal going. Do it now with the best people because I guarantee you in another three months, everybody and their mother is going to be doing this. It's a copycat world. But right now, you can get the best in the business. You can have New York City and Los Angeles. The both coasts, the biggest coasts in entertainment, working for you. Absolutely. And World Star PR is going to be doing, um, besides PR and publicity, we're going to be doing talent management, bookings. We're going to be doing a record label. We're going to be doing a publishing company. We're going to be doing autograph signings with famous people. Uh, uh, literally going to be like a one-stop entertainment shop for everything that you might need. So it's going to be very cool, and we're working with B. Claudie from the Elf's Lab. Remember that, at the Elf's Lab, because she's like a genius, and she can really set things up for you. Is Eileen in the chat room? No, Eileen is not in the chat room today, everybody, because she's going to meet Billy Idol. <laughs> oh! <laughs> That's Lucky a good her. reason. Yes, it's a very good reason, and she told me she's she's going. Uh, it was actually a gift bought to her from Mike from Get Out Magazine. Get Out Magazine. He bought her a meet and greet package, and she told me that she's going to go there and ask Billy Idol who does she have to blow to get an interview. <laughs> well, you know, knowing Eileen, that meet and greet, she's only interested in the meat part, <laughs> not the greet. Okay, Eileen <laughs> likes big meat, so I'm sure Billy Idol's got big meat. Eileen is there. It's more I mean, like women, a, women today, like you, touch. my darling, are so open about your sexuality, but you're becoming the men that we're not allowed to be anymore. I think that's horrible. No, because men years ago could come on to a chick and say, baby, I think you're the hottest thing in the world. I'd love to make love to you. Nowadays, women call that rape and they have you arrested, That's shot, murdered, and hung by your balls. That's ridiculous. But women, women are doing it today. Women are absolutely reversing the process of sitting there like demure little virgins. Now they sit there with their legs open and say, get a sniff of this, baby. How would you like to manja, manja? Oh, <laughs> and I manja, manja. I don't do that. <laughs> so it's a the world has gone backwards, but I don't know of any men that are having these women arrested. You know, the men are loving every minute of it. So women have taken over, just like sex now. Years ago, a man laid on top of a woman because he was the man. She opened her legs and he banged her. Now women only sit on men and spin around and jump up and down <laughs> and, and hum and hum. Men love it. Men lo lay there like kings with their wangs sticking up to the ceiling, hopefully. I, and the women and the women sliding down them like fire poles I, in a firehouse. I totally understand what you're saying. I might have a vulgar mouth, but I definitely do keep it classy. You do not, there's no such thing as vulgar language anymore. It has become the way of comedy. Language today is funny. 
if it's used to be humorous. If it's used in a derogatory, vulgar way, which means like, you know, you want to, <laughs> that's not nice. But if you, you're funny, honey. Otherwise, I would have told you a long time ago, clean up your mouth. Don't, because you're funny and you're sweet. Thank it doesn't you. come off. Nasty. And everybody loves you. The chat yeah. room's always yeah. talking See, about how much they love you. We're making a friend to the world of you. I, uh, now, now, now tell me about the cup. Oh. Wait, wait, wait. Dee, are you on Twitter? I'm not on Twitter. I'm on Instagram now. Are you on Instagram? She's um, on every guy. Let's put it. Hang that on, wait, way. wait, wait, wait. Let's do some some things for them. So, what's your what's your what's your Instagram? Hold on, let me check. I um I think it is. Hold on one second. It's simply underscore d twenty. Simple. What a weird. Why do you? Why does everybody have such weird ones? Because she charges twenty a throw. Something underscore d twenty. Okay, you guys follow D on Instagram. I'm gonna follow her on Instagram. Scott, I think is Rock Titan TV. Scott, what are you on Instagram and Twitter? Uh, Rock Titan TV. Yeah, Rock there Titan TV go. on all of them. But yeah, everything's on my website though. Rock Titan TV. So. There you go. I try. So, have you, so Scott, have you anything interesting to tell me, or are you just going to sit there pushing buttons and get paid? <laughs> well, yeah, right. You know, but uh, no, I it's funny because you were talking uh, a few weeks back about Johnny Mathis, and I didn't have a chance to tell you this wild story at the time. But uh, many moons ago, Johnny Mathis was actually out in Philadelphia at the Valley Forge Music Fair, back when there was a Valley Forge Music Fair. And so he's playing there, and my mom's a huge fan. And she uh, she really wanted to be a groupie, obviously much to her chagrin, because, uh, you know, that's that's not Johnny Mathis's style necessarily. But uh, she wanted to get his autograph in the worst way. And the only thing she had to sign was her Bible. So she had Johnny Mathis sign her Bible. Yeah, Johnny liked that because Johnny's a born-again Christian. Because uh, as he told me, you know, he had a a major stroke. Uh, His face was paralyzed on one side. He could barely uh, speak well. And uh, his partner of the time, I guess, got a little crazy and left. And Johnny was all by himself and uh, trying to... uh, rehabilitate and he went to the lord and he prayed and prayed and his religion he feels brought his face back to normal and his voice of course is still incredible uh johnny is a lovely man i want everyone out there to know he's probably one of the most decent human beings in our business there's nothing uh perverted or weird about him his love relationships are true love He's not a sex monger. He's not out there raping young boys and shit like that. Oops, I'm not supposed to say boys. But anyway, young people. (laughs) (laughs) Like the world doesn't know. You know, it's like Kay Ballard. When I interviewed Kay Ballard and I said, you know, she said, you're not going to out me on your show, are you? I said, no, everybody knows you're gay. She said, they do. I thought, oh, my God, what world do you live in? But anyway, again, Johnny Mantis loved signing your mother's bible believe me he was thrilled with it so there you go so anyway here's what we're going to do you guys because we're running out of time and also real quick too though scott interviewed scott page uh the other day which was great and we're going to see him this weekend he's my new dearest best friend i'm crazy about scott you had fun with that right it was pretty wild yeah yeah i got to talk some pink floyd Got a little bit of different banter going on versus what Ron was uh, trying to talk to him about. So, you know, it was interesting. I got all the real backstage stories. 
There yeah, but, you go. You know, nobody really gives a shit about that. They want to hear about his sex life and who he is. People today are not interested in publicity of that kind because of, of like, Lindsay Lohan. That no, wasn't Lindsay. Who was it that got out of the van with no panties and opened her legs? Britney Spears. Oh, Tara Reid or Paris Hilton? No, no, no. The other one. That was Tara. Oh, no, Britney Spears. Britney, Britney Spears. Spears. <laughs> you know, she oops, I mean, did everybody it again. wants to know about Cher's fake boobs and her pussy being tightened with beads or balls or something. So now Ooh. everybody is open about everything so life has gone beyond theater it's no longer about uh, what movie you're in now it's are you naked in the movie you're in <laughs> like the like pine the guy with the 25 chris inch with chris pine <laughs> with the 25 inch wang that they have to duct tape to his leg when he films because it can't be hidden uh that's the best publicity you could have ever gotten because chris pine now has become the number one sex symbol for women that like like 11 inch guys you know so this is what d, it's all d, well, you'll like that <laughs> d has a very cute instagram to you guys so here's what we got to do we got to call our first guest so what we're going to do is we're going to play our first guest you guys is jesse carmichael He's one of the founding members of Maroon 5. He's got a really cool new short film out that we're going to play for everybody. So we're going to play Maroon 5 Sugar. You guys, how do you want me to do it? Just announce it, and then you guys will play it, and then, Scott, you'll call him? Yeah, just say, uh, go. Announce the song, say, go, and we're rocking and I'll roll. say, okay, now will be our word. All right, everybody. Oh, wait, I was going to say now. <laughs> All right, everybody, here's Maroon 5 Sugar. Enjoy it right now. All right, guys, we're good to go. December 6, 2014, we're going to drive across L.A. and hit every wedding we possibly can. It's going to be awesome. And we're late. I'm going to do it for you, Mr. Madden.
Sugar, everybody, and before we talk, talk to Jesse Carmichael, we just want him to say hi to make sure we can hear him, and then we'll introduce him. Say something. Hi, guys. There you go. That works. All right, everybody, now we want to welcome to the Jimmy Star Show with Ron Russell, the incredibly talented filmmaker and founding member of Maroon 5, Mr. Jesse Carmichael. Hello, and welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. This is very exciting. I love it. I, I thought you had, like, St. Vitus dance, the, uh, the disease, the way you... Introduce. I that. can't help it. You like, like a, I was trying to think of what to say because he's like he started out as a you know he's like a world famous musician and now he's like working in films and stuff and he's branching out and doing all different kinds of things and I was trying to get it all in there. But he's he's just <laughs> a simple human being. He's and he's got a great Instagram account. He has a great uh, little thing he just did on his Instagram with his son. And uh, if you guys want to follow him on Instagram, he's at Jesse Royal. And uh, it's a lot of fun. So let me introduce you to everybody, starting out with my cool, outrageous man about town co-host, Mr. Ron Russell. How are you? Show us your T-shirt. <clears throat> Open your jacket. Gumbo. gumbo. I told him before we went on the air there was a story. A gumbo years ago was the operation they did to elderly men or impotent men. They put this rubber thing in your penis to keep it hard, and it was called a gumbo. So I shared that information with this guy. I said, you know, if somebody comes up to you and says, um, can I see your gumbo, you know, just punch him. And, but, and you can actually tell people what gumbo is now real quick, Jesse. Yes, tell us give the a, truth. Give a little promo for the bandmates. The truth of this gumbo t-shirt is that it's the name of PJ Morton's last album. And he's the keyboard player in Maroon 5, uh, as well as you know, he does his own solo stuff. He's a incredible musician and incredible guy so if anybody does pj morton go check him out there you go check it out everybody and so we want you to say hi to our our people behind the scenes we have uh danielle in florida danielle say hi to jesse hello 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 that was much better <laughs> and we've got scott from rock titan tv in pennsylvania scott what up hey jesse what's going on man chilling 
There you go. You got to like love it. And then we have a chat room with like every country possible. Uh, just say hi to everybody in the chat room. Hi, chat room. And you got to give a special shout out to B. Claudia in the chat room. So say hey, B, or something. She's in Germany and she's a big fan. And, and she also never misses our show. She's fabulous. We love her to death. Oh, beautiful. Thank you, B. There you go. You got to like love it. All right. Ron, it's time to ask him. We're going to talk about all kinds of things, you guys. But Jesse's got a new film that we're going to show you guys shortly. But Ron has to talk first. I heard his film stinks. Oh, yeah, right. <laughs> no, it's true. Because people said I'm not in it. How could it possibly be a good film? If Ron Russell's not in it, the film is a bomb. Anyway, not to be bragging about myself, but tell us a little bit about your Mickey Mouse film without Ron Russell. <laughs> yeah, it was basically just a setup to get your attention so that the next time we make a film, we'll cast you in the lead. There you go. I'm busy. I have eight films to do. <laughs> And that's the truth. I'm no, starting. Six. No, six. Oh, then, and then two more down the road. Okay. With, one six. with Sherry uh, Belafonte and the other one with uh, somebody else. Oh, anyway, somebody named T.K. Skinner just joined us, too. I have too. six films to do, so I'm sorry. I can't do any of your films for a while. <laughs> yeah, right. If he calls so you. Here's the background on the film project. I started something called Two Millimeter, which stands for Two Minute Movies. And it's a collective of people who like film, every aspect of it, from shooting or acting and directing to the music side of things, which is my primary interest in it. And it was a way to meet people who want to collaborate on short projects. The only rule is that every short film has to be under two minutes long. So I reached out to a bunch of people on different social media sites, Instagram. There's a new one called Mixer. And a pair of Indian filmmaker brothers reached out to me and said they wanted to do a short and they wanted to focus on the concept of violence towards the LGBTQIA community. And so we started brainstorming ideas about it and came up with this idea that it would be just a musical and visual tone poem to that concept. And they went out and shot it with a bunch of great actors who were not professional actors, uh, but just people in the community. And the concept was to show how they were able to find a safe space to kind of process all the traumatic events that have happened to them in the past. And as they flash back in their memory, the music shifts along with those traumatic flashbacks. And then back in the present, when they're kind of healing from that, it shows them, you know, finding peace, and the hope is that people will watch it and just think about the concept that this violence is so unacceptable. So here's what it is, you guys. The name of the film is Thrive. It's directed by Shivan and Sonny, who are the brothers he was talking about. Um, the music is by Jesse, obviously. Uh, it stars Kai West, Jewel Sales, Sage Nicole Chavez, Madison Maniff, Alex Ryan, and Jacob Chabon. All of them in two minutes? Yeah, this is a really cool concept. So here's what it is. I have to see this because I can't imagine how you could establish anything in two minutes. So here it is, you guys. Thrive, which is the name of the film. It's an ode to the LGBTQIA. I don't even know. what I'm gay. We're gay. We're married. I don't know if you know I that. Know. We're, I know. I, what does IA stand for? Um, I think A stands for additional, as in there could be extra letters added to this in the future. Or maybe that was what the plus meant. I, okay. I, it's an ongoing thing where they want to include everyone so no one feels left out. But I, I hear you. I mean, my initial reaction is let's uh, try not to worry too much about labels and 
things uh, that make yeah, feel... But, hang on, wait, let wait, me finish some, telling what it is. To some queens, I-A means I-S. Oh, that doesn't mean... <laughs> that's a joke. Okay, hold on. So you guys, Thrive, Thrive is an ode to the LGBTQIA across the world. It's set to create a visual letter that juxtaposes the love shared within the community with the violence and hate inflicted by those who have not yet had the chance to share this acceptance with us. The film was made by members of the LGBTQ community for the community with the support of its allies, which obviously Jesse, because he's, he's not part of our community. One never knows. And, and, and then and the, I, what I really like is the, uh, the like tagline of this film, you guys. It's called, In a Time Like Today, Love Must Trump Hate, and this film is a reminder of that we will thrive. And so I think that the tagline is really, really cool. Uh, everybody in it's really pretty, and I think that what we should do is like play it and let people see it, and then once we do that, um, everybody else will at least know what we're talking about, and then we can talk a little bit more about it. The importance of this subject today has become more important than ever before. We live in peaceful Palm Springs. I've lived here for many, 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 many years. There's never been any crime. It's never had police. We have been a very quiet little town. Last week, the gay bar Toucan's a uh, fellow went out and shot two people in the parking lot. This is unheard of. Now, Donald Trump keeps carrying on about these people that are coming into the country who are criminal. Our crime in Palm Springs has really risen because of some of these people who are in our country who are criminal. Now, I don't know if they're of one ethnic background, but the names and their faces and the way they describe them are Hispanic people. I tend to, I don't care for Donald Trump one bit, believe me. I'm playing him, by the way, in a movie in a very funny, <laughs> sarcastic, in a very funny, sarcastic way. But I'm saying to myself, there might be some element of truth to this because it seems that crime has gone up now in the, in the Hispanic communities of Palm Springs. The police have rapes, murders, killings. One guy put his house on fire, killing his family. We've never heard of this. Palm Springs was always the resort for the very, very wealthy and famous. We have got to do something about some of these people who are coming into our country who are generally well, What about criminal. the ones that actually live well, here? Well, listen, the, <laughs> 50, listen, I'm 78 years old. Oh, yeah, he's 78. When I was young, this was unheard of. We never locked our doors. We were never afraid to walk in the street. My sister would come home with her girlfriends at 3 in the morning. We never had any of this kind of crime. But since we have allowed certain people to come in from all countries, we have had a great rise in crime. I think we should address this, but everybody's so politically correct, they're terrified to do so because they'll be called a racist. I am not a racist. I'm gay, so how could I be a racist? Gay people are not racists, um, that's for sure. I mean, I have... Well, hang on a sec, because I want to go back to him. So, Jesse, because you're, you're an ally of the community, obviously you work in entertainment, so you know gay people, because the entertainment industry wouldn't exist without us, but, but like... How did you get like involved? You found the project. Obviously, you're okay with like gay people, or you wouldn't have your name on the thing. And you're in entertainment; most people are. But like, how? how what do you think of the whole thing? And I mean, because really, it, it doesn't really pertain to me. The the movie is, is about gay people, and I've watched it several times. But also, yeah. But my point. Uh, hang on. My, no, my point was missed. No, it wasn't missed. But I mean, I don't no. want to talk politics because we don't. I'm do not politics. talking politics. But many of my gay friends in our community say that. Hispanic men are macho. We have a gay problem here in Palm Springs in L.A. with Hispanic men. They hate us. They think we're disgusting. Okay, they wanna, but that's not really... Wait, they want to beat us up. <laughs> and this is true. This is not a rumor. This is not a, a, a bullshit. We have got to weed out the good from the bad. 
in every race, in every country, because we can no longer accept people who we don't know their backgrounds. We can't do this. Well, I agree with what you're saying about, let's talk about the film and the message of the film is about acceptance and healing. And yeah. so the problem of violence that exists <clears throat> around the world is a huge problem that has to be dealt with that transcends the concept of borders and immigration. It's about respect between human beings on any country on the planet. So that's where I'm coming from, is trying to put out the idea that differences can be accepted between different groups of people and that if there is a group of people that has a bias towards another group of people, they can hopefully evolve in their consciousness to not have a knee-jerk reaction towards violence and... Oh, that's good. That's yeah. good. Yeah, but, that was a but, good comeback. But I was raised in an Italian Jewish neighborhood, and I'm Italian, and all the Italian guys love to use the word fag, faggot, queer, fudge packer, all those words. Yeah. And when I got older and they started to pick up on the fact that I was gay, they would say terrible things to me. In fact, one time at a party, one of these so-called butch straight guys said to me, let's go somewhere, would you blow me? And I said, isn't it funny how... The straight guys know about that shit before we gay guys know about it. There's something weird. But Latin people, Italians, Hispanics, Greeks, they do not like gay people as a whole. It's then, in they're on the down, then they're on the down low. It's in their culture. In it's general, in their culture. They cross an entire group of people and say everyone in that group. No, not everyone. Not everyone. Because most of the Greeks are gay. But anyway. <laughs> <laughs> no, seriously. All kidding aside. I find that it's homegrown because my father once said to me, if you are a fag, I would rather see you dead in a grave than be a cocksucker. That's my exact father's words. And he was from Italy and he was very old fashioned and very strict. And I was raised with that. And I, through my life, have been called fairy, which I thought was a compliment because I love Peter Pan and he's a fairy. <laughs> One, so, one you know, thing that you no, no, what I'm saying you're is from a different generation. Though, I know than everybody that, but, else. but listen, we have had this in Palm Springs where a couple, a gang of six or seven, uh, definitely Hispanic people, boys, men, would walk by and say, "Hey, maricon, faggot, do me, baby, do me." I mean, that's so unnecessary. Okay, why must well, you behave that way? Why must why must that's you, why they made this movie. I know that, but two so minutes is not them. long enough. It should uh, be well, two hours. Well, it's a two-minute film festival. It's a two-minute company. <laughs> now make it a two-hour film and get it through these stupid, no. ignorant, I, I, prejudiced people. I would bet heads. you eventually you're, you will make bigger films, longer films, yes, right? Like this is it, your beginning. It's a wonderful subject, and I thank you so much for doing this for us because we need help. We definitely need to get the word out that being gay is not whatever you've been taught as a child. And the church, of course, they're all queens in the church and dykes. I mean, the, the nuns, they're all doing each other, and the priests are doing every altar boy. So how could the Catholic religion condemn and put down gay people when they're gay themselves? The Pope is a big lady, I think. She loves her pumps and her gowns. Uh, you know, I mean, I really don't give a shit because I'm not religious. Religion has caused more wars. Actually, everybody in the chat room hasn't even seen the film yet, and they're all like, it really needs to be made into a feature-length film. Let's Let's let people yes, see the film. we need to get this word out there because yeah, we gay people show it to the people out there who are tuning in now. Uh, absolutely. Oh, so here's be. what we're gonna do. It so hang on, hang be. on. Listen, listen. So uh, uh, Scott and D, 
Yes. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna let Jesse introduce the film, and we when he says and his final words are uh, enjoy the film. After you introduce it and say enjoy the film, they're gonna play it for everybody. You guys got it? Got it. Got All it. All right, Jesse. And introduce one, it. One, one more thing. When I went to school. Back in the 50s, Puerto Ricans started to come to our country. They were so hated by everybody. Some of my best friends were Puerto Rico, like Manny Rivera and Gloria uh, Hermandez. Okay, we need to keep... No, but wait a minute. So I'm not prejudiced against any Hispanic people. I'm just prejudiced against the homegrown uh, stupidity of homosexuals okay. should be hit, hit hurt, beaten, But that can be killed. from everybody. You're, you're, don't alienate the no, thing when it know, happens I've with everybody. No, but I've never heard it from Irish, English people. Sure you have. No, I have Anyway, not. we got to play the film. No, Just I have stop. Not. We got to play the film. Latin people. I want to play the film. <laughs> All right, okay, go. Taken, a movie that we made is about tolerance and overcoming prejudice. So, if everyone out there wants to go check out the account that it was made on, it's on Instagram. The username is at two, the number two, minute movies written out. Two minute movies. This is two millimeters thrive made by myself and the brother directors, Sonny and Shivan. Enjoy. How do I get this? Wait, one question. Thrive, everybody, done by Two Minute Movies. Um, you can follow them on Twitter at Two and write out Minute Movies. And also, if you just plug in Thrive on uh, YouTube, you can actually see the video and share it all over the place because the whole purpose of uh, of making a great movie like this is we need to get lots and lots and lots and lots and millions of people to watch it. Now, a suggestion. Why don't you do Two Minute Films interviewing people who have been mortified, harassed, hurt by... Stupid straight people's ignorance about being gay. 
Let people tell their stories because some of them will have heartbreaking stories. Um, ethnic groups such as I'm half Jewish, so I know what it's like to be called a Jew bastard or a kike or whatever they call Jewish people. That added to being a fag, a faggot, and a queen, and a fudge packer, and a homo, you know, is a lot of stuff to carry in your life. Those are words that most people don't hear. Some women hear you're a tramp, big deal. That's like they devastate. They go to a shrink. Do you have a question there someplace? The question, no, no, it's the statement. Um, I believe that each gay person should have two minutes to express their pain and suffering. That would be a cool documentary. That, that other people have given to them without cause, without reason. Most gay people are funny, charming, sweet, kind, loving, giving. And the people that abuse them are not my point. Okay. I think that the the whole idea behind two millimeters is to have collaborations continue from um, one idea to the next. And so if you're inspired to go on and film some of these interviews, I think that's great. It, you know, we just want to continue to encourage people to create and to use art as a cathartic means of getting through traumatic experiences and inspiring other people and celebrating life. So I think it's really cool because they have film festivals for two minutes. I mean, for short film, uh, I think what was in Florida, they had like, well, they had the two day film festival where you have to create a film in two days. But I mean, I think it's something that everybody should see. I think that the fact that uh, you are someone who's helping promote this and has, has, has participated in, in an event like this, um, and using your celebrity to actually give—I mean—give back to the community and really try to like change things in the world is super uh, com com commendable. I guess is a good word. I don't know if a commendable, but the fact that you're actually—the fact that you're involved in something, a project like this to help the gay community—I think is is but, really but admirable. What alarms me is, instead of it getting better, it has gotten worse. It has become. A major, major problem in Palm Springs, which mm. is 80 percent gay. Don't forget, this is the capital of gay. So anyone that comes into our town, they love to abuse us. I mean, there's a wonderful, no, wonderful, there's a horrible story I could tell. Wait, we only have like three minutes with him. So. Two guys were walking down the street in New York City's Greenwich Village. A car full of guys in a car. Car full of guys with baseball bats were driving by. One guy hung out the window and hit one of the men in the head and killed him. That was the brother to the gay man he came to visit. He wasn't even gay. His brother was. So they killed the wrong one. That story is embedded in my head. It happened maybe 30 years ago. Nowadays, that's commonplace. Have we grown accustomed to this kind of shit? Do we say, oh, well, another fag killed, another fag shot, another fag, whatever. You know, like cockroaches, stomp, one's gone. What's going on? What is happening? It's, the more visible we become, the more hated we are. Well, I if I just jump in for a second, I think the through line to this whole conversation is that there have always been intolerant people who have turned against another group of people to vent their hatred and their ignorance and their pain. And it's a terrible tragedy that's existed for as long as there have been humans on this planet. And so we've got to find a way to move past that as a species, as an entire species on the planet of human beings. That's my personal belief is that there is a possibility for us to heal 
and to come together in a new way. And so we've got to all put love forth and make that be our, um, you know, mode of thinking and being because I don't think that we can heal it by returning the anger and the hatred. It's so difficult, but I do believe that love can heal people's bent hearts. It depends on how demented the people are. If the people are truly demented and they were raised with such a venomous hatred for homos, as they call them, or what do they call us, homos, uh, that's never going to leave. You know, what is what is taught in the home is what you live with the rest of your life. I agree. Uh, you, you know, if you just continue to try and open people's hearts who are about to have children, then maybe. But, but, so uh, answer me, answer me a question. Why is it? A greater problem today than it was 20 years ago. Why do you think? Why do you think? I don't know if I do think it's... Oh, it's a greater problem, Jimmy. Talk to the people I talk to. You know, the police. No, the cops here tell you right now that... I, the, I think... I have think more police in Palm I Springs. think the only difference is nowadays you have news medias and ways to get it out there. I think it's always existed, but you... But I mean, nowadays with Twitter and Instagram and all these things, I mean, like, you find out something with 30 seconds of it happening, well, you also, find out about it, and all, that didn't used to happen in back well, 30 years ago. 30 years ago, everybody was in a closet. That's true. I mean, Rock Hudson was the biggest closet queen of them all. Okay, so nobody knew he was gay. Nobody knew anybody was gay in Hollywood because they kept it hush hush. Nowadays, gay is oh, what was the oh my god, I forgot who it was. Somebody wrote Hang to on. me on Facebook and said, "You homosexuals are throwing it in our face, and we're disgusted. Yeah, that happened, we're disgusted with your disgustingness. You're horrible human beings. You're perverts. You're pedophiles. You're disgusting uh, degenerates. And why must you continue to push it in our face?" And I said back well listen person happened to have been african-american and i said well listen i said you know in essence you're doing the same thing i know a lot of white people that say why are they all on television now i have to keep changing channels because i don't want to see them so you know we live in a world of insanity a world of people that don't get along and that's why the whole purpose of this video is try and do what we can do as individuals to help change that so we can live in a world that's a more loving and accepting world. So thank you guys for playing the film. I'm going to sign off just by saying thank you to everybody who was watching. And let's stay positive. Thank, keep thank the films, you. Keep the thank films going. Thank you, Jesse. Going. We'll share it all over the place. Everybody check out Thrive. Follow Jesse on Instagram because he's more active there. It's at Jesse Royal. And uh, please find the film on YouTube. Share it. Get it out everywhere because the message is, is great. And I want as a member of the gay community, we want to like thank you for thank actually you making much. this. And let's all stick together. Else on the film. Bye bye. Thanks. Bye. Bye bye. We should all stick together. Absolutely. Absolutely. Oh, look at that fatness again. Oh God. I oh, think um, uh, TK Skinner says thanks in the chat room too. Hello, 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 and uh, uh, thanks for tuning in. And you guys, that was Jesse Carmichael from Maroon Five. Also, um, I was going to do something else. Now I forgot what we were going to do. I just can't stand being politically correct and a phony and going along with everybody that's afraid to open their mouth and say something that goes against the grain. You know, we have a major problem here and we all have to work together. Nobody should dislike anybody to the point of insulting, hurting or or demeaning them. It's 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 unhuman, inhuman. It's just not nice. I agree 100% with what you're saying, but I think that that it creates a problem when you alienate and start picking out actual groups of people. Well, 
if you read because it's look, everybody look, look illegal people not, in the country is everybody no, that's Jimmy, everything Jimmy watch our news I do every night you don't see bleach blonde blue eyed people you see different people that are criminals you don't see uh, the the third generation American it's always the person who doesn't speak English well who may not be legally it's not here. always though no it is I'm telling you watch our watch our news every night. Every now and then there's an eccentric, crazy white guy with a beard and long hair that dressed like a hippie from 100 years ago. If you does, look at all the people, though, who like, like I am the not, Unabomber and all the people who've done really bad things, they were all white. Not at all. No, no. <laughs> yeah, they were. No, 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 no. Not anyway. The, the Florida I, shooting was I think that you have to like – I think that you can't pick out any one thing. You can I'm say, not picking All out, you're saying is there's fucking criminal people in the country. Something has to be done no, about it. what I'm saying is we've never had as many – criminals in this country the jails go look jane russell my dear friend would go to the jails to preach the lord to the jailmates she brought along an interpreter who spoke spanish because about 70 percent of the jail were hispanics and black americans okay, okay but that's in california but wait, but no that's new york also we have a problem with the minority because they were educated and taught incorrectly. That's what Jane Russell was doing. She was going to the prisons to tell them, be, love God, be different, be good, do good, stay good, and go out in the world and do good and be good. That was her message, and she worked very hard at it, and I believe it. We have... Maybe it's poverty, maybe it's lack of education, maybe it's the, the country's... Uh, way of going about things but we have a major problem when the italians came over we had the mafia but the mafia killed among each other they never killed outsiders okay yeah. the german people never did anything but build and the irish people drank and the english people are wonderful so we always had a good good group of people when the world was run by protestant white people it was decent we didn't have all of this crap. Well, the other that that sounds very racist. It's not racist. <laughs> it's a historical fact. I understand what Ron's saying because I was grateful enough to like have my grandpa and my great grandpa growing up, and my grandpa was first generation American. His family were immigrants from Italy, and my great grandpa was first generation America from France. Like his, my great great grandparents were from France. So like I, I I hear the stories from back then till now, and my great grandpa was was appalled at the way that society worked nowadays. Even my great, even my grandpa, he was just like, this was not a factor back in the day. If you were gay, you stayed, but it didn't matter if you were gay or straight, you just stuck to yourself. You didn't sit there and go in somebody else's business or this or that. It was usually the women. Now everybody's in everybody's business and nobody can mind their own business and that's what's wrong. And media. Well, what has happened now is years ago, if the landlord found out you were gay living with another man, you were thrown out. If your boss found out you were homosexual, you were fired. Uh, gay people had no rights years ago. I remember gay bars in New York City where the police would come in, raid it, and beat up the gay guys. I mean, really beat them where they bled. And then who's going to go against the cop? So gay people have been abused forever and ever in the cities. Now, you want to talk about crime. There was a time when I would park my car on 3rd Avenue in New York with the top down with sunglasses on the dashboard 
never did anybody steal my car or my sunglasses. Now we have learned to lock everything, put alarms on. Oh, absolutely. Everything, I have to the, lock. The, the, the world has changed terribly. I'm old. I'm almost 100. I know what I'm talking about. I came from a world where crime was not prevalent it was i mean i remember when i lived in los angeles 50 years ago the news was a joke coming from new york city where the news was a little worse and la was such i used to laugh at, at the radio television saying oh my god this is criminal this is crime they should live in new york I, I agree. and california used to call new york the crime center now you can't go to la there's guy there's gang wars the people with the eyebrows, the guy with the tear on his face, the shaven head. Where the fuck did they come from? I, I agree. You don't want to walk in L.A. alone at night anymore. Scott, you got anything to say since you're being so quiet? Well, you know, this is <laughs> well, I can talk from years ago. You, right. You guys can only talk about what it is today. You've become immune to it because it's part of your culture. I, I feel not like I'm not my even culture. I'm not immune to that, though. Like, I, I grew up in Ohio also, and, like, you know, Ohio in the 90s. There's a, a, a city in Ohio called Milford, Ohio, and even in the 90s, you could leave your door unlocked and people watched out for people. I grew up in that. You know, it wasn't until I came to Florida I had a culture shock. I'm just like, wow. Well, uh, we we all talk today about diversity. There is no diversity. No, That's a that? bullshit word that people use to sound cool or to sound unracist. I, I if agree. you drive around the United States, you go to an Italian neighborhood, all Italians, an African American neighborhood, all African American, We've always been a Hispanic neighborhood, all Hispanic. You could go to Little Turkey, Little Italy, Little Greece, Little Gagatsin and Gould. You, you can go to, to Little that. Everything. We are still divided because we do not live amongst each other. Go. We have our little towns. Of various people. But you don't even have to do all that. Go to your nearest high school, wait till lunchtime, stand in the middle of the courtroom, and do a 360. That's all you need to do. You don't even need to do all that because everybody has their own groups. Everybody, Everybody's segregated. That That's all there is to it. I, Our country, the melting pot, it used to be yeah, 100, 100 years ago. Now our country is a country at war. We are at war with each other. One race blames another race mm -hmm. blames another race. We are divided. We have never been more divided in our country than now. I agree. And I don't think our president is doing anything about it. I think our president should be, instead of building walls, he should be building relationships between the people who live in all their various towns. I don't think towns. any of the presidents Los, have done Los, anything about Los, our diversity. Los, Los Angeles years ago, when I lived here 40 years ago, 50 years ago, was a city of Americans. Now you go to various areas, little Turkey, little, little Hermosa, China, little Japan. So this is crap. We have got to learn to live amongst each other. Gay, straight, black, white, yellow, brown, mm -hmm. Chinese, and Martians from green. We have got to learn that our neighbor next door is our neighbor no matter what religion, what color, what race. We have got to learn to live amongst each other because if we do not, we are going to just be a horrible group of human beings 100 years from now. 
I agree. Even when I was taking um, American history, when we got to the slavery part of American history, I was the only white girl in my class. I didn't have a problem with it until we got to um, slavery in the history books, and then everybody was looking at me like I was a slave owner. I'm like, <laughs> what do you mean? Well, I don't. You know, I didn't do nothing. That's like us getting rid of Veterans Day or whatever. All Washington, whatever. All these different days no. that we have. Not to, being Columbus able, Day. That's it. We're getting rid of Columbus not Day. Not being able to say Merry Christmas because it brings out one religion that's bullshit I because agree. we just we still do valentine's day and that's christian and we still do a saint patrick's day that's irish so it's not normal everything is off key everything is off balance in our country and it's up to us we the people must say okay let's be more tolerant of each other Okay, so if somebody wears a lot of different colors and if somebody's a gypsy and if somebody's uh, a fairy walking around in high heels, you know, it's okay. Let them do their thing every because that's I what see, they want to do. Every time I see a gay man and he's in like his fiercest outfit, I just go, yes, baby, work. And I love him when he does his little dip and the twirl. But and you see, it shouldn't be that way. It should be that you don't even recognize or notice the yeah. difference. You see, that's my point. When we no longer look at somebody and say, oh, he's black, oh, he's yellow, or he's brown, that's the problem because we're in our minds, we're still putting them in a box. When we can look at people and not see color, not see race, yeah. not see religion, that's when we will really be a diversified group I, of human beings. I agree. It's a simple act of kindness. Hold the door open for somebody. I no, can't... fuck that shit. Even that I don't care about. It's, it's called intelligence. It's called, listen, it goes beyond holding a door, believe me. Yeah, I mean, I saw on, on Facebook, there was a picture in the subway in New York, a bunch of young people sitting down and a hundred-year-old woman hanging from a pole that's standing disgusting. up. And not one of them offered her a that's seat. Disgusting. That's disgusting. That's manners. That's manners. That's not what I'm talking about. Oh, my about. goodness. But I'm What I'm talking about is groups of people hurting, beating up, humiliating, insulting another group of people because they get a kick out of it. I agree. That's disgusting. Because that's what they were raised to do. And it starts at home. I, I don't care what anybody tells me. Actually, of course it does. It starts TK, at home. TK Skinner in the chat room says we all need, uh, everyone needs to unite. We are all people. And, and now I know who TK Skinner is. I didn't recognize it at, at the beginning. So hi, TK Skinner. What's up? How are you? Um, but I was lucky. I was raised uh, in a, pro- um, I was born in a, in a project in Brooklyn and our neighbors were uh, black and Sammy was a little boy that I played with as a child. So I grew up with a very best friend who was black. I have Puerto Rican friends. I have Cuban friends. I have Mexican friends, Italian, Greek. I have everybody well, as a that, friend because in my business. And I don't see who they are. I just see what they are. Well, they're goes, good people. They're nice people. It goes beyond that. I mean, like, I'm not, I'm not sure if you guys are aware of it, but I am disabled. Like, I have a very visible disability. And when I walk outside like people look at me like I'm a freak show and I can't tell you how many times I've been out and about and I can see these guys make bets with their friends to see if they can get me to like dance with them or hit on them or even kiss them because it's a joke to them like let's get the little disabled girl to do stuff like that 
I mean, this I, is terrible. This is, this is disgusting. Who are these people and why are you even in their company? I, I, it's find just, find it, better company, it, honey. She's just, just talking about when she goes out in general. So yeah, like, like the, I just think it's a sad world. It is. I mean, look what they post on, on Facebook. The pe- people in Walmart, is it? Walmart? Yeah, people, oh, they are the people Walmart. in Walmart videos. The Walmart videos. These are unfortunately mentally ill people who dress this way with their asses out and peeing and oh, pooping in their pants. Why do we have to make fun of that? Why do people find that sort of thing it's u- not, humorous? It's not. But like, um, I, I do, like I have scoliosis, so I have, I have a hump on my back. It's not a big one, but it's a noticeable one. Um, but like people are like, why do you wear tube tops or like off the shoulder shirts? Like, why don't you cover your back? I'm like, why? I don't want to. Absolutely. Like you don't no, I like. Don't, I don't sh- think you should cover anything up. I, I can't help that I was born this way. You have no, a problem you, with listen, it. Don't listen, look listen, at honey me. Bunch. As I get to know you, I get to love you, and I think you're a great person. And I think you would make a stupendous wife and partner <laughs> to somebody. Uh, and a disability. My nephew was, broke his leg when he was seven, and one leg grew, and the other one grew shorter. And my nephew refused to wear a club shoe, you know, a built-up yeah. shoe. So he walked cockeyed, and he found a lovely girl, and he got married, and they're quite happy. So having a disability is having a disability is not well, uh, the end of your life. My, you can go on and you can live uh, normal. Look at her; she's got a cop. She's fucks. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, Hold on, wait. I want to hear it from Scott. Scott, you have anything to contribute to this whole conversation? Because you've been extremely quiet. Well, I didn't want to interrupt. I mean, we're getting deep here. I we're know. getting seriously deep. I know. We've never done this issue. before, and we're never going to well, do it a, again. It's about no. It's <laughs> about time that we show the world that we have a brain. Also, then I'm just not a stupid old man that talks dirty. I I'll mean, tell you what. I'll tell you what, I, uh, everything we're talking about here is part of really a bigger issue that's very, I'm very sensitive about, kind of going to what Dee's talking about, and that's bullying in general. It doesn't matter what race, what culture, what ethnicity, what background, what your sexual preference is, or anything like that. What we're really talking about is, is bullying. We're talking about one person feeling like they can impose their will on someone else just for their own amusement or you know to boost their own ego, whatever you want to call it and all of it to me is disgusting and that's something that i you know try to get behind and you know support awareness of all the time i mean i just you know bullying to me in any form um there shouldn't be any place for it you know scott i agree scott, I agree. scott bullying is a very small percentage we have hatred here mm-hmm. hate cr- hate crimes Hate crimes kill people. Bullying doesn't kill you. Yeah, it does. No, it doesn't. It yeah. upsets you. No, are you kidding me? If you're talking about all the kids committing suicide, there's like 100,000 well, kids a month or that, something that, that, committing that's a, suicide that's a whole different for being bullied. If that's I didn't have a great subject. support system growing up, I don't think I would have been here today. I literally, for three years in elementary school, middle school, and high school, it didn't matter. I came home crying 90% of elementary, middle, and high school. I came home crying because people were just so mean. It wasn't until I was 21 years old that I decided to get a hold of myself and realize that I'm a very beautiful person and my personality will shine throughout everything. And my favorite quote that I stick to is, my disability does not define me, I define my disability. 
There you go. Well, if people want to call being gay demented or disability or that we were born freaky or queer, they can. I don't think so. I mean, back, you know, Jesus Christ supposedly said something in the Bible about be kind to the effeminate man. Somebody told me that once. So, you know, there were gay people before Jesus Christ. There were gay people since the beginning of time. Uh, we are here. Uh, we, we, we we should have equal rights to everything. We should not be... We, I'm so happy Jimmy and I are married. How sad it would be if I would go through life not being married to, well, to a man. I like women, too. And, like, I get ridiculed for that. Like, I'm not gay enough for the gay community or I'm not straight enough for the straight community. Like, I, why do I have to put a label on what I am? I love people, not genders. <clears throat> yeah, well, that's that's exactly the answer. You don't have to put labels on I anybody. want to put the whole thing in, in I think because I think all of it's correct I think Scott everybody in the chat room is talking about bullying and how bad because bullying wasn't as bad back in the day because it was different now no you know why bullying wasn't as bad back in the day and I'll tell you why you did not get arrested for punching somebody in the face do you know how many people I've whipped the streets with <laughs> I'm not I'm not bragging and I'm not lying when I was in my 20s you had to watch out because my father was a boxer. That was his sport. And my father taught me how to box. And the Italian style where you kick box. Okay. Mm -hmm. So when I had wise guys say comments to me or my partner or friend, I would get my guinea temper up and I'd go after them. I'd knock the shit out of I them. I have that. And then I, would, and then I would say, you're laying on the floor, you're bleeding. Remember, a faggot did that. Okay. And that's what you called me. Now, I used to have lesbian friends, like 12... Wheeler dykes, you know, real truck driver dykes, killer dykes. <laughs> and those dykes would be out there in Fire Island or wherever, and straight people would harass them. You had to see those women beat the shit out of big six foot two strong wow, men. Well, that's what happened so, to me not too long get, ago. We, years ago, you could fight for your rights. Today, you punch somebody, you go to jail, oh, and you yeah. get sued. That's why bullying has gotten away with murder. Years ago, you were afraid to bully somebody and say bad things because they'd kick your face in. I, I think that's true. I also think nowadays, like Scott's got children, and so I think that you have social like, media. I think it's way more difficult nowadays. But I think the whole thing is that everybody's just got to learn learn to get along in the first place. Yeah, but you know what's horrible is the haters have the right to hate and hurt and kill and beat up, yep. but the victims don't have the same right. But we got social media now that it's easier to bully each other. Like, you know, even when I was in elementary school, bullying was face-to-face, -face, where you would get to go home and you wouldn't have to worry about it. Now you go home and you've got to worry about it. You go to school, you go to the grocery store. You I know, it's on Twitter. It, it's Listen, when I, when I was young, we never have had drive-by shootings, okay? Yeah, that's what Unheard of. Not in our country was there ever a drive-by shooting, unless it was in Brooklyn and they killed a mafioso who was no good, a squealer or a troublemaker, okay? But they did that among themselves. But never was a young person shot in the street Social like media, we though. have today. Social I'm, media, Facebook is like the worst of oh all Oh my gosh, that, yes. Actually. Jimmy, we had, we had media back in my day. Not like yeah, now. No. We had television, television. I know, but now Facebook, you can post something and, and thousands of people can call you a piece of shit on Facebook and there's nothing you can do oh about it. Oh my God, yeah. That's like, not, and that's why you know what we didn't hear about, themselves. guys. You know what we didn't hear about that really irks me more than anything is the uh, the prevalence. I guess I hate to even use that word of young children committing suicide. 
You never heard about that. I mean, you talk about things you never heard about back in the day. You never heard about kids taking their own lives, killing themselves because of this, that, and the other thing. And right. Jimmy, you just kind of touched on it. I mean, social media. I didn't grow up with that. You know, I was born in 1975. You know, we didn't we didn't have that. And and like my kids have been victimized by social media bullies. And now you hear about these kids between 10 and 16 years old that feel like they're worthless, not because of anything that happened in the physical world, but because of something that happened online, and then they go and they hang themselves by the shower curtain. Well, you know? I, yeah. It's crazy. It's well, happening. It's I happening agree. unbelievably. In the, in the gay world, parents mostly are the cause yes, that's of true. the suicide of the boy. Oh, yeah. I lost, I I lost a very good friend called Little Johnny because there was Big Johnny and Little Johnny, and this guy was Little Johnny, and it was at a party. And his ma, he called his ma, he was high, he was doing drugs, I don't know what he was doing, but he called his mother, and his mother, whatever she said to him, he threw the phone down, ran and jumped out of a window about 40 stories up or 14 stories oh. up and killed himself. And whatever that mother said drove him to jump out that window. That I, was, I was at that party. I will never forget it. We were mortified. Us guys were just, we were like in shock. Another friend of mine, another friend of mine killed himself because his father beat him up mercifully took his car keys away and threw him out of the house without money or anything. Well, that's so here's what, here's what we got to do, though. We got to stop this conversation because we got some other stuff we got to do. Uh, okay. Um, so we can continue anyway, this on. Anyway, the but final I, word is everybody just love everybody. There you go. Go no, no, find yourself a cop people. and have a good terrible. time. It's so easy to get along with each other. Just be kind and nice and understanding and tolerant. Tolerance. That's And Donald Trump, do something, huh? Just don't bullshit with the wall. Like, you know, do something. Help people out. All right, everybody. So we got to do some commercially kinds of things, starting off with all the places that you can hear the Jimmy Star Show with Ron Russell. You can hear us live every Wednesday from 12 to 2 or 3 to 12 to 2 p.m. Pacific time, 3 to 5 p.m. Eastern time on W4CY Radio with D and Scott. You can hear us on K4HD Radio in L.A., hit 1069 FM in New York, Jackalope Radio in St. Louis. We're on iHeartRadio, Stitcher, SoundCloud, Audioboom, Podomatic, Spreaker, Apple TV, iTunes, and Podbean. And on television, you can see us on Vimeo, YouTube, Roku, Comcast On Demand, and soon to be on the Dish Network. Now, this Saturday, Ron and I are going to the 7th Annual Rock Against MS. Um, if you want to get tickets, it's, uh, it's taking place... At the Los Angeles Theater, it's Saturday, March 30th. It's being hosted by Hal Sparks and Deborah Wilson. Um, Nancy B. Sale, who has MS, is the founder of Rock Against MS. She's fabulous. Um, to get tickets, you can go to rockagainstms.eventbrite.com or just stick in, or just go to rockagainstms.org and click the button. We're going to have uh, performances by Marky Ramone. Greg Hetson from the Circle Jerks and Bad Religion, Stephen Adler from Guns N' Roses, Stephen Perkins from Jane's Addiction, Michael Devin from Whitesnake, Matt Starr from Mr. Big, Ace Von Johnson from Faster Pussycat, Tiffany, Gretchen Bonaducci, who was on our show a couple weeks ago, Phil Buckman from Fuel, Johnny Martin from L.A. Guns, and there's probably like 20 other people. It's going to be a great, great event. It's going to be a lot of fun. I hope that uh, if you're in the L.A. area, you get tickets. They're only $35. Um, it's for a great charity, uh, multiple sclerosis, which I think almost everybody probably knows someone afflicted with it because it afflicts a we lot have, of people. We have a very dear, 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 dear friend, and she's got it. Absolutely. So we want everybody to take. And so in 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 uh, in in conjunction, I guess I can't think of the word. I'm having troubles. Uh, we're gonna play a little video for you guys. And uh, since since the Ramones are one of the most influential bands 
basically in the history of music. And Marky Ramone is the only living Ramone left. We're going to play one of their hits called I Want to Be Sedated. It's from the Rock and Roll High School soundtrack, which just had its like 30 or 40 year anniversary or something. Um, do you guys have that video? Yes, I do. Yep, yep, yep. All right, so we'll uh, do. Uh, here's uh, let's see, what's it called again? I want here's I want to be sedated by the Ramones, and then you guys hit the button. How's that? Ten four. All right, everybody. Here's I want to be sedated by the Ramones. everybody that was i want to be sedated by the ramones and uh again get your tickets for rock against ms by going to rock against ms.org it's saturday night at the los angeles theater that was a mouthful well that's good (laughs) yeah all right so you guys um uh we're gonna be calling our next guests plural and uh i think this is the first time we're gonna try and do two people with our new crew because I don't think we've had another show yet, which is split, good because soon we're going to have eight people. You guys are going to have a three-way. Yeah, we're going to have split, a three-way. A split three-way screen. <laughs> so so what we're going to do, you guys, is we're going to be calling Jill Lieberman and Sean Kane, and while we're doing that, we're going to play a cool song, and 
Uh, I actually had never heard this song until a couple of years ago when somebody sang it on X Factor in the UK, and it was awesome, and I loved it, and I found out who sang it. Now I listen to it every day. But the name of the song is Somebody Else's Guy by Jocelyn Brown. Uh, I've been trying to contact her on Twitter to get her on the show. That's how much I love the song. I think it's fabulous. So what we're going to do is play the song, and while we're playing the song, we're going to try to get our next guest on the show. Um, so... Uh, when I say enjoy, you guys, let's rock it, okay? Gotcha. All right, everybody, here's Somebody Else's Guy by Jocelyn Brown. Enjoy. I can't get off my horse And I can't let you go You are the one who You are the one who makes me feel so
I guess that means we're back. Yes, yes, yes. (laughs) All right, everybody, that's Jocelyn Brown, somebody else's guy. I freaking like love that song. So in the meantime, we want to make sure we can hear both of our guests before we uh, introduce them. So Jill, say something so we know we can hear you. Hi, guys. So happy to be here. Oh, my God. That's so fabulous. You have such a nice smile. Okay, Sean, say something. Hey, guys. Greetings from Los Angeles. There you go. All right, everybody. Now we want to welcome to the Jimmy Star Show with Ron Russell, the incredibly talented and very attractive duo of Jill Lieberman and Sean Kanan. Hello and welcome to the show. Hi, guys. Thank you. We've been looking forward to the show. Good, good, good. So before we started, let me introduce you to everybody, starting off with my cool, outrageous man about town co-host, Mr. Ron Russell. You look just like Jacqueline Suzanne. Have you been told that before? This is a first, but thank you. I'll take it. Yeah, I I met her a hundred years ago in New York City in a grocery store. You looked at it like a, you look like her though, like she looked a hundred years ago. No, no, no. <laughs> I, I, no, I ran into her, I I ran into her probably early 1960s in in Gelson's, not Gelson's, the fabulous uh, West Side uh, Deli. Oh, I can't remember New York City, and she was very sweet and very kind. I wasn't really doing much in the business at the time. But anyway, you look like her. You have the same smile. And you, Mr. So, I have, I have my, my friend in New York, Teresa, is so in love with you. It's disgusting. I mean, she watches you. She thinks you are the hunk and the dream of the earth. And she said to me, I'm coming out with my husband next year. Do you think you could have Sean at your house? I <laughs> you got to speak up. Well, <laughs> I said, as long as you don't touch him. Otherwise, we'll FaceTime him. No, I said, (laughs) as long as you don't grab him, touch him, kiss him, stick your tongue down his throat or do any of that stuff. Yes, I will invite Sean and Michelle to have dinner with us so Teresa could sit there with the food drooling out of her mouth. She thinks you're the most gorgeous thing in the world. I do, too. If 52, I'll take that. Let me tell you something. I know you in person. I've seen you good days and bad days. You're always good looking. You are one. You are the kind of guy I always wanted to be sexy. See, I was always pretty good looking, handsome bullshit like that. No one's ever said sexy. I think well, you're sexy. You're, no, I swear <laughs> to God, on my kids, nobody has ever, ever written or referred to me as sexy. Always pretty, handsome, beautiful, good looking, whatever that kind of shit bullshit is. But so, you, you're sexy. You got that, that people, the girls look at you and they, they get dirty minds. <laughs> anyway, you know, you know so. As, as long as my wife does, I'm happy. That, oh, well, your you, wife is and your wife so is gorgeous. so beautiful. She's so smoking she, hot. And, and, <laughs> wait, and she and she's like me. She's an Italian. There you go. And it again, is. I'm gonna I'm gonna repeat. She was in my kitchen helping me prepare at our party while Sean was making the most delicious salad that the guests loved. These are real people. These are not bullshit celebrities. These are people who just work in the business. There's a difference. There's a big difference. I'm that kind of guy. I work in the business, but there's no bullshit with me. So hang on, everybody. First of all, because Sean's been on the show several times, but Jill's never been on the show. And we have a new crew uh, behind the scenes. So we want you guys just to say hi to Dee, who's in uh, Florida, and Scott, who's in Pennsylvania. Um, So say hi to Dee and Scott. Hi, Dee and Scott. There you go. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to the show. And then we have a chat room filled of people from all different kinds of countries. So just say hi to everybody in the chat room. Ciao, buongiorno, ni hao. 
Wow. <laughs> <laughs> I love chatting. So, so to give you guys little introductions a little bit so, so people know it. Well, everybody, uh, because Sean's been on our show three or four times, a lot of our, our audience knows him. But you guys know him. He's a comedian. He's from Karate Kid 3. He's on all kinds. He's Deacon Sharp on The Bold and the Beautiful, A.J. Quartermain on General Hospital. He just did an awesome film with Glenn Danzig called Veronica. And the last time we had him on was for a different book that he wrote called uh, The Modern Gentleman, right? It's The Modern Gentleman, um, teaching people how to be a gentleman and how to cook and how to do all kinds of really cool things. Jill, on the other hand, has never been on the show. She's a motivational speaker. She's an author. She has two books called Choose Happy and American Pride. She's a television executive, radio host, and she's named one of the most inspirational women in America, which to me, that's like the biggest thing. I think that's the coolest thing ever. And combined, the two of them have written a new book that's going to be coming out very soon. It's called Success Factor X. And since we've heard Sean talk before, we're going to let Jill talk first and tell us a little bit about the book. You got well, it. Done. Well, I'm actually going to start with one of the, what I think is one of the best parts of the book that your audience probably doesn't know. Uh, and that's the forward. And I don't know if that's a... <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> now, they say you can't judge a book by its cover, but I hope that you can judge a book by its forward. Because for all of you listening in the chat room and, and watching our forward, Sean and I are so honored to have the forward written by Jimmy Starr. Yay! So, it was, and, and it was an honor to write it. I was uh, so excited. And I've never done that before, so it okay, was kind of okay. like a new experience. Let's, let's talk to morons and idiots. What's a book about? <laughs> sure. So the book is called Success Factor X. And Sean and I wanted to come up with a project that was inspirational and motivational and that would really make a difference and would also be fun for us to work on. So what we did is we reached out to professional athletes and to soap opera stars and to actors and to self-made billionaires. And we asked them to share with us what success means to them and some secrets that they have about their own success and advice that they would give to other people. And we compiled it into this incredible coffee table book that also has a picture of each participant. So it's 50, we say 50 of America's best who are in it who give inspiration and tips and advice on success. Okay, how much is it? $24.95. <laughs> it's $24.95. Oh, it Hey, we're selling a book here, not box. It's twenty four ninety five, you guys. It's on Amazon for a pre order now because it doesn't come out until May. You guys have to answer 14th. that part. Okay, now tell me a truth. May fifteenth. Tell me the truth. 14th. What could that book do for me that I'm so fabulous? <laughs> <laughs> to begin with. <laughs> I think that what, the book. What short? What's it gonna? What, when I read it, what am I gonna walk away feeling, thinking, or changing? That's a really good question. I hope that it will give you insight into the way that other successful people think. And I hope that the takeaway will also be that a lot of people that we see in the limelight, people that we see that um, have fame and fortune and we think, you know, that's not attainable. One takeaway is that it really is because a lot of it is mindset and just setting your mind to thinking, I can do this, this is possible. And also the takeaway is that the people in the book and people we know who we, a lot of us admire, they weren't born that way. They, they worked for it. They earned it. And the book shares tips and secrets on how they actually got there. So I really think that wherever you are in life, if you're, you know, Ron Russell, Jimmy Starr, and you're, you already have a How show about me? Life. How about me? How about me? I bet you're me too, you know. Listen. <laughs> Hold on. Wait, wait, wait. Wait, wait, wait. wait Let Sean on. answer Shut that up. question. Wait. Let Sean answer. Sh one more thing. 
you don't think chutzpah has any, oh, chutzpah, Jewish word for guts, you don't, or, or balls, you don't think that chutzpah has anything to do with fame? You know, well, fame and success are not necessarily the same thing. I know, because a lot of people know us and we're not rich. <laughs> Depends but on I what. think confidence has a lot to do with it, definitely believing in yourself. And being willing to take a chance to succeed because a lot of people are afraid of failing, so they don't really go for that success. Well, I can I can contest to this because I'm 78 years old and I've got six movies in the oven right now working and two more down the road at 78 years old. So I preach uh, against ageism and I say that. You're never too old to do the things you want to do in life. I started in 1959, and it took me all these years to get movies to do. So, you know, be patient. Now, Sean. <laughs> wait, yes, I was, wait, let Sean answer the question that we had her answer. Can I, can I punch he, you around No, because he was going to respond, and then you interrupted, and I wanted to hear what he had to say about the original question that she answered. you got the biggest mouth no, in the No, I don't. Strings. Of course I do. Oh, well. So, <laughs> tell, us, now, tell us your idea about, about the book and what she was talking about so well, you get to say – You know, here's the, here's the thing. I, I think we can all agree that we live in one of the most divisive uh, atmospheres that this country has seen in a really long time. Yes. And Jill and I wanted to come up with a project that would act as a bridge, as a conduit to unify rather than to divide. So the first thing we had to do was just decide what was the medium going to be. And we decided that a book would be a great medium. Then we decided what was the subject. And success is something that really is a nonpartisan issue that everybody can get behind. We all want success for ourselves, for our loved ones. Uh, you, know, you know, success is one of the pillars that creates a happy life along with health, the quality of our relationships, etc. So we reached out to all these different people. And, you know, you look at how expansive it is between Mark Cuban and Anthony Robbins to Daryl McDaniels from Run DMC and, you know, famous athletes. And while all of these people are successful, uh, they've all done it in a very different way. And what was interesting for myself and for Jill was to look at the common denominators that you would find in the success that all these people achieved. Let, let me explain what I mean by that. Um, my acting teacher, the late Roy London, used to always say, I've got more in common with a successful plumber than I do with an unsuccessful acting teacher. And by that, he meant that the very same steps that one generally takes to be Become successful, you, you kind of have to employ them no matter what you're doing. And yes. so the majority, almost, almost to an individual, the people in the book, they don't talk about success in terms of, um, you know, the external trappings and monetary success and fame. They talk about it in terms of the ability to inspire uh, a wide range of people, you know, the ability to, to, to love uh, the ability to feel connected. And, and that's the stuff that we found really interesting, that some of the things that you think people who are really successful equate with their own success are not the things that they think makes them successful. Yes. I have a funny story about that, too. Because, I'll be the cause, judge. Because the two – no, no, the two – it's not really funny. It's just a – it's a tidbit that people I think will – well, I like it, so I'm going to tell you anyway. That, well, here, we that? No, here we go. No, because he, he just mentioned uh, – Nap, nap time. Uh, Daryl DMC McDaniels and, and uh, Casey and the Sun – Casey from Casey and the Sunshine Band. Oh. And back uh, like tw 15 years ago, I was Elton John's guest at a concert, and sitting next to me was Daryl McDaniels on one side and Casey on the other. Yeah. And, like, 
And they were both really very, very extremely like cool. And I was all back then. That was when I was just really starting out to to work in entertainment. So we're probably talking, you know, 20 years ago. But it was really a, a cool thing. The fact that they were so cool, and I got to meet them and talk to them and take pictures with them. And I was on John's guest. That was cool. I'm about to fall asleep. Oh well, who cares? <laughs> So we should tell people too, though, because uh, some of the let's, people. Let's talk to the blonde. She's pretty. Hang on, hang on. Some of the people, other people that are in this book, you guys, um, and I only wrote down s some of them, uh, but we've got Jason Alexander. Everybody knows Jason Alexander. Corbin Burnson. Um, James Cullen Bressack, who's a friend of mine who I know. Bobby Brown from Bobby Brown Cosmetics. That's a huge one. Yeah. Mark Cuban it doesn't really get much bigger than Shark Tank no. Mark Cuban. Um, Martin Cove, who we met at an Oscar party last two weeks ago or three weeks ago. Don King, the boxer. I mean, you have a very wide variety. You have athletes here. You have uh, the one I think that to me was the most um, like amazing to me just because I was like, how in the hell did you do this? But you got Prince Lorenzo de' Medici, who's like a freaking yeah. actual prince of the de' Medici family. I mean, yeah. that's like huge. He's a fascinating um, guy. You know, that's the, Jimmy, that's the thing. You know, some of these people are household names that you're going to know right away. And some of them are not household names, but they have got such amazingly interesting stories. I mean, you know, Prince Lorenzo, uh, who is the direct descendant of Lorenzo il Magnifico, uh, from the Medici family, which started banking in Siena, and they were the patrons to uh, Leonardo da Vinci. And it's just really interesting to hear um, from a guy whose family is synonymous with success all through the Italian Renaissance. Absolutely. And Ron, you're Italian, so you should appreciate that. I know all of this stuff, and Sean should be Italian. He's, he could be like me, half Jewish and half Italian. What's wrong with that? Huh? <laughs> What? You got a problem? Ron, you and Michelle look like you could be related. Really I do. love, you know what? I love my Michelle because she just is so cool. She stands there. She doesn't move a fucking muscle. She just turns her head and looks at you and it's instant <laughs> love. No, really, the woman can send out kisses without kissing. You know how some people have to go, mm, all that bullshit. Michelle no. just turns and looks at you and gives you that little baby smirk. And you know, she, I mean, I'm crazy about her. I think she's, she's the bestest. So we've you also... Know, wait, 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 don't go. Shut the fuck up for a minute. Listen, <laughs> in April, I well, don't Jill, have... we're married, wait, by the way. She might not know I that. Don't so. ha I don't have... Oh, I don't think anybody doubts it after seeing the two uh, <laughs> <laughs> Anyone Listen, who's married she, can recognize yes. <laughs> Sean, I'm inviting you and Michelle to a dinner party at our house in April. I don't have the date yet because okay. I'm, I'm, wait, wait. Sh I'm shooting a film in Arizona. Jill, where do you live? I live just I around was... the corner from the studio, actually. From where your studio is in Florida. Oh, oh I, my God! I, I, you know, I was gonna fucking invite him. Must you always stop? I want to know where she lives. He stands God, on my. Bill is coming to Palm Springs for this for the um, event we're having at Just Fabulous on May 25th. So Jill will be our guest that we're gonna squire around in Palm Springs and introduce her to everybody from about May 20. Actually, you know, Jill, we're gonna go down after we do Good Day LA on May 22nd. We're gonna drive down to Palm Springs and we'll be there till the 26th. There you go. Okay, okay. So you're going to meet these guys. Yeah, it's going to be fun. Wait a second. If you're available on the 28th, come to the house for dinner. 28th? No, he didn't say 28th. May 28th. No, 26th. He's going to be there till the 26th. Oh, until the 26th. No, we'll work something out. We'll, we'll figure work, it out. Not on, yeah. not on the air. Wait, we'll wait, figure wait, something out. Excuse me, out. excuse me, gentlemen and lady, but I have a, a shooting schedule. Oh, well. <laughs> now, so hold on. Excuse no, me. Jill, I'm from wait, Florida. Wait, I'm, I'm doing my second movie that I'm not allowed to give the title out. Why the fuck? I don't know. Years ago, we did pre-publicity. Today, everything is hush, 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 hush. Right. Anyway, my second movie is when? 
I don't know. I don't know. You don't have dates for anything yet. It's coming I mean, up. How do they do movies? They don't give us <laughs> dates. Where are they? We're just standing around waiting for them. Anyway, going back. Sean, Jill, help I'm, me with the business on, nowadays. Wait, wait. Please. You know what they say, Ron? Thing. They said, we, they said we, we don't get paid to act. We get paid to wait. I know that, but years right. ago it was so definitely they said they gave you a contract and the contract stated the days that you would work and and it was nice. Now no contracts, no days of Hang work. Hang on, go back to Jill. Jill, are you a native Floridian? I'm not. I'm a native New Yorker, but I've been sure. in Florida for a long time. Because I, I lived there for my first forty eight years I mean, in West Palm Beach. Jimmy oh, I love that. Jimmy, she's Jewish. That doesn't mean anything unless she could be they, from Boca. Everybody in everybody <laughs> Everybody in Florida is Jewish. That's why I moved there. I lived in Boca, darling. Hang with on. All, with, all, with all the Yankees and Yachtnas. You guys want to hear something interesting about this book? Yes. Uh, Jill and I put this entire thing together, and Jill and I haven't seen each other in 15 years. So this entire book was done with you know phone calls and emails between myself and Jill and our participants. And, you know, we were, we were thinking about it, and that in itself is absolutely, you know, uh, a certain type of success. Because to be able to communicate that well with a partner and to not have problems and to be able to pull this off without any sort of real face-to-face -face time, I mean, sometimes I, I can't believe we actually got it done. Oh, so, you're, so now you're in your promotings when you start doing book signings. That'll be the first time you're together then. And you know what I can't believe? You know what I find unbelievable? I read what Jimmy wrote. And I said to Jimmy, who wrote this for you? Oh, <laughs> I didn't know that he knew those words. I didn't know that he could sound so intelligent. You know that he's never read one of my books ever. I no. have like a lot of them. His books, <laughs> his books insult my intelligence. They I do don't, not. I don't read that kind of shit. Ah, I have a self-help book out. I, yeah, I don't he need doesn't read any of them. You need self-help. I don't. Uh, anyway, hold on. I want to go back to the book. So first of all, everybody, the book is called Success Factor X. And you guys should follow Success Factor X on Twitter and Instagram. It's at Success Factor X. Sean on Twitter is at Sean Kanan. And Jill is at ChooseHappy365, the actual numbers, 365. So follow all of them on Twitter. Help promote the book. Some other people that are in the book, Eric Roberts. Um, oh, I love Eric Roberts. One of the best, greatest actors of our day. Tristan uh, Rogers, who was on our show a Tristan couple of months is, ago. Tristan is a friend of ours. We love him and his wife, Terry. Jonathan Shake, who's been on our show twice. I don't know if that's how you pronounce his last name. Jonathan Shake or Shake. Shaq, yeah. Jonathan Shaq, he's been on our show. He's 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 a he's a great 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 guy. Ken Fun. Shamrock, isn't he like an MMA fighter? Ken Shamrock is an absolute pioneer in the MMA Hall of Fame. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, what I thought. I remember him from back in the day. And alive. Man, yeah. he's like he's like one guy you would never want to piss off ever Why? in a million years because he's like an MMA fighter, those cage fighter guys, and he's like one of the what what an MMA. <laughs> What's that? Anyway, don't worry what? about it. Everybody else knows what it is. And uh, Jerry Springer, you got Jerry Springer in this book. And oh then, my God! And Frank Stallone, who I am, a, I love Frank Stallone's I music. I know Frank, and I know his mother. I was at many parties with them. In fact, his mother wanted to read my ass at a party. She asked if I could drop my pants. I brought Jane Russell, my best friend. No, he's he's telling the truth. <laughs> no, I I brought Jane Russell, my best friend, to a party, and I said, "You want to meet Sylvester Stallone's mom?" And she. He said, yes, I would like to. And Jane's a little hard of hearing. And I said to uh, Sylvester's mom, I forgot her name. I said, um, Jackie. Oh, Jackie, right. I said, so Jackie, I'm happy job, Sean. that you're Italian. She said, I'm not Italian. I only fuck Italians. So Jane Russell said, what? 
What did she say? <laughs> and Jackie said, you heard me, sister. I only fuck Italians. So Jane Russell busted And out. now Jill's having a total mental breakdown. <laughs> <laughs> like, what is Jane, Jane John's used to it. <laughs> no. Jane Russell, to it. Russell was hysterical laughing. She couldn't stop laughing. And, and he was there. The son was right next to her. And I don't think he appreciated what mom did. And then mom proceeded to say, Ron, drop your pants. I want to read your ass. <laughs> Look, the woman's wild. She's totally out of control. But I like Jackie a lot. I haven't seen her in years. And Frank Stallone is a phenomenal singer and musician. And handsome, too. Uh, he is, like, phenomenal, phenomenal, phenomenal. I follow him on Twitter, and, and I listen to yeah. his music all the time. So so what was the hardest thing about putting this whole thing together? Was it the fact that you guys weren't, like, next to each other? I mean, for me, Jill, it was the fact that we were dealing with, you know, Jill and I were two of the 50 people. So we were dealing with... 48 very successful very busy people traveling everywhere and you know trying to gather all the elements from each person and get them situated for the time that we were publishing was i lovingly say it was like herding kittens <laughs> and how how hard was it to find i mean because like you both have big, big names in what you do like was it and i'm sure putting yourselves together uh, from a from other people who are out there who are thinking oh they'd like to write books or, or maybe people who are famous who want to write books how hard was it to find an actual publisher it probably wasn't hard for you guys because you're both so well known in your fields well, I think it was important for Sean and for myself to find not only find a publisher, but find a publisher who is as excited and enthusiastic about the project as we are. So um, I'd like to think that we were a little bit selective in, in choosing a publisher, just as a publisher would be in choosing a book. Um, but it's all part of the process, and it's all fun, and we're really happy with the publisher that we have. We think that the book looks great, uh, and we're excited just for... It's a come out in May. You know, it's like every single day, Jill and I get on the phone. You know, I, I get up around 5.36 in the morning and I get in touch with Jill. And every day we're lining up, you know, new interviews. We're lining up new book signings. And we never know what the next day brings. And it's really exciting and invigorating. Oh, I think Hold so, on, I, tell, I have to tell Alexa to shut up. I, got, I have vegetables in the uh, oven. Alexa, stop it. <laughs> who, who, came, who came up with the idea for this book? I think it was a, it was really a, a group effort. Alexa, don't make me tell you again. Stop it. It really was a group effort. So Sean and I met, as we said, 15 years ago when my first book, American Pride, came out because Sean was a participant in the book. And I remember his birthday very well, being in, it's in November, because it was around the time of our first book signing for the book, which Sean actually came out for, which is in Washington, D.C. Yes. So I called him on his birthday to wish him a happy birthday, and I think I called him at a time of reflection, because it was a milestone birthday for him, and while he was grateful for everything in his life, just at the moment that I called him, he was reflecting on things that maybe he'd still like to have in his life that were missing. So we were talking about that and we said, you know what, let's collaborate on something. Let's do a project that would be meaningful and inspirational. By the way, the book also uh, revenues benefits the American Red Cross, so we're really proud of that and excited uh, to be able to contribute to that charity. So we were talking about it and it just kind of evolved. We hung up that conversation as writing partners. So it really truly was a joint effort, uh, both of us, Kind of work, came up with it together. I so, Jill, it. Jill, tell the truth. Now, I'm going to ask you a question. Don't lie to me. Did you have a crush on him when you met him? Oh, stop it. Come oh, on. he's so cute. Stop Everybody it. in Palm Springs has a crush on him. He's, a, I mean, a he's my woman. 
That doesn't matter. Married people. I'm married. Were you married 15 years ago? Minute, First of all, wait, I'm, ask her. I'm married. I have a crush on you. Why not? You know, everybody, every guy in Palm Springs has a crush on him and women. Oh. He's adorable. He's handsome and he's so sweet and he's a darling person. Well, hold on. Jill, were you married 15 years ago? I was married 15 years ago. So what? Okay. Listen. She said Sean was hot. Okay. How many women? Sean was not. Oh, it was not. Oh. <laughs> wow. Wait a minute. I heard you. Don't worry. <laughs> wait. Wait, wait. How this many is how women start? How, <laughs> how many women while having sex with their husbands fantasize? Oh, come on, Ron, for God's sake. No, stop it. Don't be a prude. It's true. <laughs> it's true. No. She's not gonna say that. No. My friend Teresa, who has a crush on him, I'm sure was dreaming about him on banging her. I mean, come on, that's what Ron, it's all Ron, about. Look at him. Know, Ron Russell's out of control. Look at him. Look. <laughs> But I will say, I'm sure you He's know. He's so shy. Look at him. Hang on. Sean, say. as a business partner, is fabulous. He's thank you. He truly is. He's so he's so professional. He's so organized. He's funny as anything. A lot of times, made without trying to be funny. He's just <laughs> funny. He's a great communicator. Oh. Uh, he's just. I, he's a fantastic partner. We're back at you. We it's saw his. Really we saw great, his uh, partnership. We saw his stand up, and he's pretty good. He's funny when he he's talks. Funny. About he's funny. Yeah. So he is a comical guy. You know what hurts him in the comedy is he's so handsome. Usually, most comedians are ugly, and that you know, look at Joan <laughs> Joan Rivers and all uh, Phyllis Diller. You know, they were always they made fun of themselves. He can't possibly go on stand up and make fun of himself because people would say, "Get the fuck off the stage." Believe but, me, there's lots of material. Trust me. No, but you cannot say something like, I woke up this morning, looked in the mirror, and vomited. You could never say that. because. Have you ever gone drinking with me? <laughs> well, maybe. maybe yes. I have been in your company when you've knocked back quite a few. Yes, I love it. So so we want to tell everybody also, though, because I want to see if we get some pre-sales out of this. So you guys, the, song, yeah. the book is actually available on Amazon right now for pre-order. It comes out May 15th. It's not a little shitty, flimsy book. It's a coffee table book. It's hardback. It's beautiful. It's got pictures of all the people that are in it. Um, Sean and Jimmy Sean, wrote the foreword. I wrote the forward. Jill, Jill, and Jill and Sean both have their own chapters in it. Plus, they write a, a, a full. They write a beginning and an end, and the, the conclusions that they come out with the end. I've, I'm privy. I've read it. It's fabulous. You guys are going to really like it. And this book is a, something that really has something for everybody, no matter what level of success you are. If you're just getting started, or if you're already a millionaire, it's still got stuff that you will find interesting, appealing, and helpful uh, as you're developing your course in life. Even me, who's even you. Face well, you'll like the pictures. No. <laughs> even, even me who, listen, even me whose face fabulous, body beautiful, personality perfect. Yes, even you. Oh, will I get something out of the book to become better than I am, which is not possible? Well, first of all, after you read it, you can use it to put your plate on at dinner when you're eating. <laughs> it's a big book. <laughs> no, now listen, boys and girls, let's sell this book. Please put it on my Facebook page and I'll shoot it I'll out. I'll put it up. You put it up. I'll put it up. Guys, and I'll really shoot it. I will read it. Uh, so you, you guys, can you send us an autograph copy? We're going to get, we're no, going. We're not, not going to have them until probably mid-May. But yeah, for sure. Okay. Uh, so I can read it. I'll, I'll quick read. I don't read it. We're going lot. to the book signing. I, of course yeah. we are. 
But I, I quick read. You know, I if I if I don't like it, I don't. Also, read you guys, uh, Eileen Shapiro did great interviews. Go to the HollywoodDigest.com and plug in Sean Cannon, and there's an article with him. And go to the Indie Source magazine. There's a great article with Jill about the book and her part in the book. And coming out sometime today, if you go to StarsAndCelebs.com, uh, the Sean interview is being uh, again published there, and there'll be some other places that it's going to come out with Jill. Read all the articles; they all have links to buy it, uh, and that way you guys can pre-order it and get it ahead of time. Did all the guests in the book volunteer, or were they paid? No, no one was paid. No. So they, vol- they volunteered the info. Absolutely. Now, that makes the book even more valuable when people are not paid, because when people are paid, they lie like troopers. You know, Ron, the other thing, the other thing too, that's interesting is, you know, you look at a guy like Anthony Robbins, who has so many books of his own that are self-help books, and for a guy like this to be so gracious and give of his time and to be a participant in someone else's book about success really is a testament to who he is as a person. And, you know, he, he really walks it like he talks it. And Jill and I are, are both eternally grateful to him for doing this. To everybody. Actually, there's a- and not only were they not paid, the content that they submitted was original content. So it was heartfelt. They took the time to think about it. In other words, it wasn't reprinted from, you know, something that was found online. They really wrote it specifically, each participant, for the book. So we appreciate that. I believe free speech is real speech. You know, yeah. when you pay somebody to say what you want them to do, it's baloney. But when they come of their own, they say what they want, and that's when it's real. So I right. think your book is going to be a hit, and I think it's going to be very interesting. And I will read it, and I will critique it. Excellent. And, and I, 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 also, I, I've already critiqued Jimmy's opening forward <laughs> because, I don't know, he must have called, uh, what's that thing I talked to to get s- to spell words? Siri. Siri didn't help. I mean, no, Alexa didn't help me write I it. I mean, he must have said to Alexa, <laughs> what's an intelligent word for there? You no, know. not at all. Not at all. But I also think, though, the fact that you guys are both so well well known in your fields and, and Jill, because I actually Googled you, Jill, uh, when I very first found out about the project at the very beginning, because I was like, okay, I know Sean, you know, he's got a lot of fans and he's very successful and everybody likes him. Um, and I, when I Googled you, I was like, oh my God, like you are so accomplished. You've accomplished so many things so much. In, the, in the world of motivational speaking and helping people. This book is a natural fit for you and everything that you do and the fact that you get to put your two cents in because you wrote one of the chapters and and uh, and everything about it. I was super, super impressed. And I thought, wow, you know, Sean did really good here with this whole thing because his first book was a hit. He was fabulous in it. And, and teaming up with you, I think you guys have turned into like a powerhouse duo like a powerhouse author duo, and I do really believe that the book's going to be incredibly successful. Um, and and I want to thank you guys too, just for like uh, asking me to write the forward because I was oh, super honored. You. I was shocked that you asked him to write the forward. <laughs> I mean, really. I said, Jimmy, it's not a novel. You know, what are you going to write about vampires and ghouls and, and zombies? I mean, come on, what are you doing? And then I read it, and I did question him. I said, oh, Jimmy, you didn't write this. Somebody else wrote it. He said, no, I didn't. And I wrote it in only like two days, which is I know. quick Jim, for Jimmy, me. Jimmy really is quite an intelligent. He looks stupid, but he's really a very, <laughs> a very intelligent guy. And you, Blondie. When you come to our house, you're going to have fun because we laugh all the time at our dinner table. We are demented people. You are going to have such a good time. And for you, I'll make potato latkes for all of us. Unbuttered, delicious. I love it. (laughs) 
So, everybody, we've only got a minute to go. So this is Sean Cannon and Jill Lieberman, you guys. Get the book. It's called Success Factor X. Follow them on Twitter and Instagram, at Success Factor X, because they're always putting up really cool inspirational things and links to buy the book. Um, you can follow Sean on Twitter, at Sean Cannon. Jill is at Choose Happy 365. We want to thank you guys for coming on the show. Can't thank wait to see you so uh, much. at the book signing. Yeah. And we want, the, we want everybody on the planet to get this book. And uh, so please, everybody, get in. You guys, thank you so much for coming on the show. Can't wait to see you and get hugged. Love you guys. We'll see you soon in Palm Springs. Love Spring. you back, and baby. I'm going to see you soon in Palm Springs. A couple yes. of months. I've yes. Been right. years. Yay. Yes. All right, guys. Great, thanks. Great success with your book. I wish. Thank you. Bye. Bye-bye, kids. Bye. Yay. All right, everybody. So we had a great show look with you guys. Pretty, look how pretty she is now She's in the close She's gorgeous. Oh, yeah. You know who she looks like? My old friend, Andrea King. Do me a favor, Jill. Go in your phone and look up pictures of Andrea King. She was my best friend for years. She, go was, too. she was a Warner Brothers movie actress. She was in The Beast with the Five Fingers, if you remember that black and white. You look just like Andrea. She's not old enough to know those movies. Well, you, see them on <laughs> T you see them on TCM. Uh, you look exactly, we gotta go, you though. Look exactly like an Andrea King was beautiful. Look her up. You look just like her. All right, you guys. Thanks so Bye, much. Guys. Bye -bye. D, D and Scott, thank and you guys so much. We'll see you guys next week. Sean, Sean, my love to Michelle. All right. Absolutely, Ron. Take care. Okay. Bye, Bye everybody. You guys, we'll see you next week. We've got uh, the guy from John, somebody from the Membranes. Now I forgot his name. John Roth from the Membranes coming on next week, everybody. Thank you so much, and we'll see you all next week. Bye. Bye-bye, guys. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today.